Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? It's your man Gerard Bonner of Bonner Fide Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. It is our time, and we call these particular sessions Heart to Heart, where we get a chance to kind of pick the brain and talk with the man of God, Pastor Heart Ramsey. Pastor Heart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Gerard. How are you doing? I'm absolutely fantastic. So in our last conversation, we were spending some time talking about rest, vacation, uh, replenishing, all of which are very, very important things. And uh, one of the things that you recently had a chance to do was go to Disneyland, your first trip there. And I still haven't been, so I'm (laughs) slightly jealous, but we'll make it happen, I'm sure. Um, So talk about some of the things you learned while there in Disneyland. Well, you know, one of the things that the first thing that grabbed me was at the front gate, they ask you, what are you celebrating? Really? Right. What are you celebrating? And 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 I heard them ask the person, you know, what are you celebrating? And the person said a birthday and they put a they put they took a pen and wrote birthday on it and they had the person wear it. And everywhere that person went, the staff will see them and say, happy birthday, happy birthday. Wow. Um, and, and so they asked us, what are you celebrating? And so we said life. And they, when we said that, they got so excited. Wow. And they actually put life on, on our pins. And we went to the, st- the store that we were in. They took pictures with us. And, and their customer friendliness, their customer service blew me away. Wow. Um, I, was, I, was just, I was just, there's so many things that churches can learn from Disney World. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And so the lesson that the first lesson I learned when I got to Disney World was the organization that, of course, they parked you. But the main takeaway for me at the uh, at the first uh, at the gate mm-hmm. was, celebrate. What are you celebrating? Right. Uh, and they figured that if you came to them, it's because you're celebrating something. That's good. I wonder. I wonder if we took for granted when people come to us, especially as a church. From and the, the first thing that came to mind is I should ask them, "What are you seeking?" Right. I mean. What, what answers are you looking for? Because people come looking for answers. What do you need from the Lord? Right. That's the first thing that grabbed me, Gerard. It's like um, they were able to, to identify what people are celebrating and help them celebrate it. That's so good. That's so good. One of the things that I remember uh, back in my time in Virginia Beach at Wave Church, which shout out to Wave Church. They're just absolutely amazing. But one of the things that they did, they had a business luncheon and they brought in one of the executives from Disney. To talk about kind of how Disney does what they do and kind of the lessons that we could learn uh, as business people. And I just thought that was amazing. So hearing this is pretty exciting to see like it actually happening in action, which I think is so cool. Um, So talk a bit about because I know for you and, and, and I'm the same way when you go certain places, certain things get stimulated like the production mind in me when I watch certain things, I'm just thinking production, how'd this happen? Whoa, you know, like it blows you away for things like that. So what kinds of things really kind of sparked some things for you while you were away, whether at Disneyland or just in your time of just relaxing? 
Well, you know, as a leader, as, especially as a pastor, one of the things that uh, that is always for, uh, first and foremost on your mind is how will your church or organization function in your absence? Sure. And, and so um, when I was there at Disney, and, and I, I'm going to speak of Disney, but then uh, there's a couple things, too, because I went, I was in the city of Orlando. Yes. And um, we were in a certain part of town. I'm not sure exactly what part of town it is. I'm not um, clear as how, as how to uh, uh, how Orlando is divided, but we were in a certain part of town, and I, and I went there. This is an interesting uh, observation. I went there with I had saved some money mm-hmm. um, to buy me some equipment. Okay, I, I was going to buy between two thousand and twenty five hundred dollars worth of production music production equipment for myself. It was it was scheduled. I was supposed to do it six months ago. I didn't do it, and I, I saved the money. And so I went. I walked into a. a, a a music store. I'm not gonna call their name. Mm-hmm. I should call their name, but I'm not. Uh-oh. And I walked into the store in in Orlando. And when I walked through the door, the the way they treated me was horrible. Um, wow. The customer service was horrible. Um, and I, I left that music store and I said, "Well, I'll just go to the competitor the next morning." And I I did. I called the competitor. Matter of fact, that night I called the competitor. Asked them, did they have the equipment in stock? They said yes. Mm-hmm. So I went to the store. When I walked in, I, I said to the lady, I said, hey, um, I'm looking for this piece of gear. And she said, we have it. I said, do you have a display? She said, no. Mm-hmm. I said, well, can you open the box so I can check it out? She said, no, mm-hmm. we don't do that. So I said, well, I've been buying music equipment for years. I mean, it's the, it's the habit of a music store to let the client check it out before they buy it. And she said, well, we don't do that. So I called for the manager. And the manager, I went to the front desk, called for the manager. The manager was like, Leah, um, um, I'm sorry, they're wrong. We do do that. Oh, wow. And here's, here's the crazy part. So he said, give me a minute. He went back. Whatever he did, he did an attitude adjustment with her. She came out and and after serving me for maybe five minutes, I buy $2,000 worth of equipment from her. She gets a commission. Wow. Now, now you asked what the things I learned. One of the things I observed is that sometimes we can become so comfortable in what we're doing that we forget why we're doing it. Right. That's one of the things that jumped out. As a, now compare that to going to Disney. What I saw about them was they, their customer service was so high. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they call themselves the Magic Kingdom. Right. And they went out of their way to make sure the place was designed, uh, or not just designed. It was it was designed to be a magical place for kids, right. to pull on the kid in in the adults, and and they target that. So this is interesting. So I'm standing there in, at my age watching the, uh, the uh, what's it called the festival of fantasy parade right and and i'm watching all these big floats go by and i'm a kid again yeah. i mean my wife and i we were just um, our eyes are big like quarters and wow. and the experience was was something that um i don't get to do that every day right i don't so what it did it, i said man if it made me feel like that i wonder what would happen if our children's church went up a notch yeah. What if we if we implemented some of these things that they were doing, and so the the contrast between my my music store experience and the Disney experience really put me at a, in the mindset of I wonder what kind of experience people have when they come to worship with us. Wow. Wow. I wonder what not just worship with us. I wonder when I go places to minister, do, or, or when people leave, do they say what do they say was the experience in, in hearing me minister? These are important things for all of us in our our, our brand, so to speak. Yes. What is your what is your brand communicating? What does it say about you? Uh, how does it help people? That's important. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. Another thing, Gerard, that was interesting, I'm going to throw this in there. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm the Disney bandwagon. But everyone was in character. Mm. Everybody. I like this. Everyone was in character. They all wore, you know, um, so, you know it, um, like sometimes, you know, <laughs> God bless worship teams. Sometimes you tell the worship team we're wearing blue. Right. We're, we're, we're in blue shirts and we're wearing jeans and, and black shoes. And they will come and they will do the, as much as they can to, to, to dress and be unique and individual. It's not like that at Disney. Right. At Disney, everybody there. Um, is in uniform, the exact same uniform. They're in, ca- they're in character and they're enjoying it. And this is the part that got me. When the parade was passing by, right, every character in the parade was singing the song that was being played by their float. And when we were walking by the stores, the people that w- were working in the stores were standing in the doorway and they were singing the songs too. They knew the lyrics. Wow. wow. And, and everyone... Everyone there was they were smiling. It was I was blown away by just how much they had bought in yeah. to to the character of Disney. My goodness! Wow! Yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah. My brain is going now because I'm like, there's so many things we could take away from that um, in terms of how we can do what we do better and what is the impression that we're leaving upon people. Because at the end of the day, you know, we, and and I I like to talk about this when we talk about branding, it's, you know, branding and isn't so much what you think you're doing, it's what everybody else is saying that you're consistently doing. (laughs) That's good, that is good. (laughs) You know, because we can think like, hey, I'm being cutting edge and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, but other people are like, well, no, actually you're late all the time and you know, what you do really isn't that good and I didn't feel that good afterwards. So, you know, it's understanding the difference in that divide, which I think is so amazing. This is the power of vacation and rest how it does change your perspective and one of the things that you you tapped on or touched a little bit the last time we talked was that sometimes we might need a vacation from our spouse yeah you know as a matter of fact my, my wife is, is is just in the in the other room and she probably hear me say this but it's true i think every once in a while <laughs> you should take time away from your spouse you should you should and i think it's good it should be planned and and uh, and if your husband um, I think you should sow into each other's uh, time of replenishing. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, when, I, when, it, when I'm going somewhere with a guy, she wants to make sure that, um, uh, I mean, she'll, she'll put my clothes out. She'll, <laughs> she'll yeah. pack my bag. <laughs> she'll pack my bag. It's time for you to go. And, and, I, and I'll make sure, I mean, and, and, and in some cases, she'll make sure that we've budgeted, we've budgeted enough money to make sure I have a good time. I would do the same thing for her. And, and And the reason we do that is because it, it, it really gives us a chance to, to um, we, the two have become one, but really you're still individuals. Right, right. And, and I think we, our, our, our relationships have, have more uh, equity when we respect the fact that we are individuals and we weren't raised in the same home. We don't have the same values. Mm-hmm. And if, from time to time, there are things I like to, to do that you don't necessarily like. Right. My wife loves to eat um, crabs, crab okay. legs. Okay. And I, and I would do it sometimes, but it's not something I could live without it. Yeah. But she would go to a crab boil. I can't do it. Right. So, so that's the time for her and the girls, her and her friends. They can do that. They can, um, she, she will go, or uh, do things with her family sometimes. And I'll go do things. Th- that's important. Mm-hmm. It's important because, and, and it's, it's, some people say, well, I don't trust my mate. Well, th- I can say a lot of things about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really can't. I mean, that's a, well, I'll say this. Work on that. Right. That's a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. If you can't trust your mate to go on a, on a trip with some friends, then there's a couple problems. Number one, your mate doesn't have the right friends. Mm. Or number two, you have trust issues that need to be resolved. Right. But it's, it's very important that you, I think you should spend time doing things you love. What do you, what do you love to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, a good example is I have some friends who love to fish. Okay. But their mates don't love to fish. So they will go fishing with a friend while their mate may go shopping or, or, or do something else. And that's, that's allowable. And that's a part of, of, of replenishing and rebuilding. Yeah. It's important that, that we, we understand that, that we're constantly pouring out and we have to be intentional, intentional about knowing what, what builds us up. What, here's a good question. What edifies you? Because right. the thing is, and it's the same question of the love language. What's your love language? Mm-hmm. Um, um, if you don't know what builds you up, then when you're drained, you will know how to correct it. Right. You have to know how to how to correct it. So I know what replenishes me. I I know how to recover. Um, uh, there's certain things I cannot do when my mind is tired. Right. You know, I can't, I can't, um, people say, well, you should read the Bible every day. I study all the time. I average doing one outline per day for years. Wow. Every, one, one outline every morning. Um, but when my mind is tired, I can't read the Bible. Right. I can't. I have to, I, I have to, I, I'll not listen, mm-hmm. but I can't read. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. You know, I can't study when my mind is tired. And some people say, well, that's not God. Well, no, you don't understand me. Right. Wow. I mean, God is the, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, but you have to know how you were wonderfully made. I mean, yes. who who um, who are you when it relates to, when it when it comes to replenishing strength and and getting you back together again? Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. And now, a word from our sponsor. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God. Heart Ramsey. There are now two ways for you to receive this regular encouragement via text message. Simply text Uplift to 46786 and you'll receive this regular encouragement on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To receive this encouragement on a daily basis, download the NCC Family app available in the app stores for Apple and Google Play. Once again, to receive Heart Ramsey's Uplift via text message, simply text uplift to 46786 
and you'll be able to receive this encouragement on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. To receive Heart Ramsey's Uplift on a daily basis, simply download the free NCC Family app available in the app stores for iTunes and Google Play. That's it. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Yo. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. I know you're going to dig this. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. That's that's incredibly valuable, and I think it's important again because you know with relationships and the like, there are those folks who think that because you're one, you do everything together, but you still need moments to recharge, even in being a husband or a wife. Like there's a lot that goes into that uh and depending upon you know where your relationship is sometimes you know as a husband you're you're called on to do more uh, or as the wife you're called on to do more and if work is pulling at you and family's pulling at you and church is pulling at you at some point you got to be able to say wait a minute I need a break, you know? Right. (laughs) So so let's talk about this because you raised a very interesting point that, you know, for some people, the idea of taking a vacation from your spouse becomes problematic for, you know, trust issues. Um, Right. how, How can couples work through that? Because I think, you know, not being able to trust each other First of all, it's not healthy, but then, you know, if you legitimately need a break, the last thing, you know, it won't feel like a break if you're away and you feel like, well, you know, they keep checking on me every five minutes, (laughs) you know, and vice versa. If you're the person that doesn't trust, you don't feel like there's a break because you're wondering, hmm, they haven't said anything to me in three hours. What are they doing? (laughs) You know what I mean? So how can couples begin to work through that? so that they can move toward a healthy um, vacation from each other. Well, you know, the rule is, Gerard, love is free, but trust is earned. And the bottom line oh, is, boy. it is. I mean, uh, you know, we, you trust, you love people because you, you do. We're commanded to, and, and, and the better you are at it, the, the, more quality, the better quality of life you're going to have. But the reality is this also, um, uh, you, you're not supposed to trust people who do not have a trust a track record of being trustworthy right that that term trustworthy being worthy of trust means that the, the matter of fact in the, everyone talk about the proverbs 31 proverbs 31 woman mm-hmm. but there's a there's a part that ver, that chapter rather that where the bible says her husband's heart does safely trust in her yeah. safely trust in her wow. and if, and if you could safely trust in someone then you can unsafely trust in someone that's true you know, and so what I think that what we need to, uh, as couples, what we do, we begin to really, really pay attention to to um, the things that betray trust. It, it, because to some, for example, um, um, if I say I'm going to be at a certain place at a certain time and I'm not there and it happens consistently, then then my wife can honestly say she can't trust me to be where I say I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. So that means I have to build up and I have to build up a, a good track record in that area right. of proving to her that I, I can be where I'm, so I'm going to be. I, my word can be good. Right. I can make you see what I'm saying. So I think we should work on trust before the time comes. Excuse me. The time comes to be trusted. Mm-hmm. We should work on being trustworthy Man. instead of beating the other person up for not trusting us. 
that's good. Oof, 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 oof. It's it's so good, and you're right. And this actually goes back to one of the points we were talking about with with branding, in the sense of sometimes people don't believe the truth about themselves. You know, right. so case in point, you could say, well, I don't understand why you don't trust me. Where have I given you a reason not to trust me? And then they give you an answer, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you go, but wait, that's not me, you know, and we can sometimes sit in denial about yeah. ourselves or, you know, our actions, we may intend them to be one way, but they're really being received another and they're costing us, you know, that that trust bank, that bank is constantly being depleted and not being replenished. And I think that that's important. It's yeah. important that we do that. Let's talk about this because <laughs> this is something that I read into that I think is funny and it, it goes along with what you're saying. Um, how important is it that your spouse is comfortable with your friends? And I mention that because if we're talking about taking a vacation from your spouse, you know, the girls hanging with the girls and the guys hanging with the guys, how important is it that your spouse knows these folks and feels comfortable with them? Yeah, you know, I think that's a great question, Gerard. Um, and I'm telling you why, because um, there is this um, sixth sense that sometimes you, especially wives, will have about husbands, friends, Lord and vice mercy. versa, yeah. where we can we can see things in our spouse's friends that they may not be able to see. And I think that's a, that should be an ongoing conversation about the connections, or there should be this conversation about um, what what your wife thinks about your friends, what you think about her friends, mm-hmm. and and it should be that. Um, like, for example, when I'm going somewhere, my wife would suggest, are you going to take so-and-so with you? Because these are people she she's very comfortable with, right. not because they're better than others, but because she knows them better. Right, right. And I'm going to tell you what's a big deal. Um, uh, the, 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 the friends that I have that, that are really, really um, our friends, mm-hmm. mm. m- my wife is more comfortable with them. You see what I'm saying, yeah. and, and and I'm I'm very comfortable around my wife's friends mm-hmm. or with my wife's friends that, that I can look at their their interaction and I can tell that there's a mutual love for each other, there's a mutual respect, and so I'm comfortable with her being on the road with them. I'm comfortable. With, I know that they'll take care of her and she'll take care of them. Right. And I think that's the main thing is there has to be this this knowledge that that my mate is in, is safe mm-hmm. and that the person the person that they're with will hold them accountable. Um, in, in uh, any situation, that, that doesn't mean that you made them go do wrong, but it will. Sure. They, they're not going to take them out there, try to get them involved in some craziness. Right. That that, that will land them in jail or right. get get them into accident, or or even into some weird situation. Right. That that may compromise their integrity. Right. So I think I think that the important thing is is that it's uh, uh, we have to our mates have to know our friends. We yes. have to know our mates' friends to some degree. Not, not yeah. You may not want to know them very, very well, but to right. some degree, so that when they do go off with them, you know, you have a sense of who they're going off with to right. do whatever, see a concert or take some time away or whatever. Right. You want to know that. And um, I think that's critical. So, so let's say, and this is almost a guarantee that this type of thing will happen. It's almost a guarantee that, you know, if you have a spouse, they obviously had friends and things like that before they met you. Um, right. And so you run into the possibility uh, or almost the probability that there will be one or maybe two of those friends that you don't exactly feel good about. 
Yeah. You, you don't feel good about that. How 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 should that be handled? Should you as a spouse say, hey, honey, you know what? I don't like that particular friend and I don't know that you should continue being their friend or is it you should give them some kind of, hey, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Or should you say nothing at all and just kind of let it all play out? How do you handle that? Because that can get really sensitive for people. Well, you know, uh, most couples, that in, and, th- and you're right, Gerard, this happens more times than we like to admit. Mm-hmm. And, but I think we... Um, Almost invariably, we we handle this improperly. Mm. We 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 make our spouse feel like because they don't trust our friends, they don't trust us. Wow. And so uh, I think it, it's, it's it's approach wrong. And the the proper approach to me is instead of telling the per- telling a grown person, I don't want you talking to that person anymore. Sound like a parent. Right. I think the the best way to approach it is to is to ask them. And not in a disparaging way, not not in an ugly way, but ask them, what is it that you see in this person? I mean, uh, tell me the qualities in them that I should be looking for because I don't see it. Mm-hmm. And and they may they may actually turn you on to like like um. And I, I know my wife had a couple of friends where she had to tell me what she loved about. I love a, this person's loyalty. I love their their heart. I, I love their. And she will tell me certain things. Yes, they may be this in this area, but uh, um, I see that too. But I, I I love that. I overlook that because of. And then you start seeing that maybe what you're doing is you're being number one overprotective, or even two, ready for this, you're being judgmental. Wow. And and so so there, listen, we're all human beings, and we need to allow people to be as human as we are. And and sometimes, um, um, my wife will befriend people, or have friends, um, who are not perfect. I mean, we all have friends. We're not perfect, and she right. will have friends. And and the first thing you may see about this person is the imperfection. I don't like the way she dresses. Where she draws mm-hmm. attention to herself. And, but and my wife's like, like you know, I get that. But and that's just the way she dresses. But what about this other these other things? And and you have to be mature enough to say, you know what? I have to trust you. Right. People say, I don't trust her. You no, know what? No, I, I you trust your mate. Mm-hmm. In a situation like that, you trust your mate. You trust their judgment. Yeah. And if it does come down to the thing that you saw turned out to be something that that came back to bite your mate, don't throw it up in the face and say, I told you so. Right. Sometimes, you know what? Sometimes we see things before our mate sees them. And sometimes our mates will see things before we see them. That's true. And so and so and so and, and I'll be honest with you, I have to admit this even on this podcast. There'd be times when when I will make a comment or so and say, uh, I don't trust this situation. And I'll be I, it'll turn out that I was wrong. Wow. I was I saw the whole thing wrong. I was judging that person based on a whole nother uh, set of of circumstances that I'd been through before. This person mm-hmm. remind me of that person. We yeah. have to be careful with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. That's really, really good. And I think it's really necessary. I want to touch on this really quickly, too, before we go. How important is it for people in general, but certainly for leaders to have friends that are not necessarily their quote unquote industry friends. Huh, and, listen. I, and I ask that because, you know, there are some scenarios and I know, you know, they say, you know, it's lonely at the top and all those kinds of things that they say. And of course you can't be friends with anybody, but I, I do think it's dangerous if perhaps you're not friends with anybody, you know, right? like, so what are your thoughts on that? You need friends. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. This is important. Um, it is lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. But woe be unto the leader that has no friendships. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you what, what we learned real quickly. 
um, friendship and friendliness are not the same thing. That's the truth. You could be friendly and not be friends. And, and, and I think sometimes we, especially in this social media age, we throw the word friends around too loosely. Right. Right. Because you're liking my post or because we talk on, on social media does not mean we're friends. That's right. I think I think friendship has to, you know, um, I, I, one of the things that's important to me, and, and I've said this before, maybe on a podcast or two. It's important, Gerard, that now we understand that best friends, especially, are not chosen. They're made through seasons of hardship. Man, that's good. Wow. If we can walk into a, a, a volatile season and come out still connected and then do that repeatedly, that's what makes us friends. Wow. That's what makes us friend. That's what that's where best friends come from. Um, it, you, you're not a real friend if you can't survive difficult seasons. Yeah. What you are is an acquaintance. Wow. You need. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you why that's important. Because people will say, "Well, that's my friend." They need to go and tell them things uh, in confidence that only friends, real friends, know how to protect confidences. Right. And you will share things with a, with a person, and then you fall out over some foolishness, and the next thing you know, they don't put your stuff out there. And so I believe that it's important that as a leader on the top, you, you take that. You, you, I mean, you put your your um your relationships in a crock pot, mm. and you allow don't, not in a microwave. You put them in a crock pot, and you let the the seasons of time, you let the changing times, um, the ups and the downs determine who your friends are, and you cling to the ones that stay. Yeah. And you remember the ones that uh, as best you can that left. But but I, I think it's important too. Uh, uh, that that we, we have a criteria for what we call our friends. Right. As, as, a, as a leader, like for me, myself, um, there are some men and some women. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a whole other thing. I have I have, I have female friends. Yeah. And what I love about them and, and their sisters, I don't just call them sisters. I'm talking about they're real sisters. Yeah. These are these are people that I am not in, in any wise attracted to. Mm-hmm. There's not I'm not saying they're not attractive. Right. I'm saying I'm not attracted to them. Right. And we and and uh, other people are. I mean, they they're gorgeous. I mean, I, you see me liking pictures of, on 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 Instagram, not because uh, these people are are beautiful, but because they're my friends. Right. Real real friends. Right. Uh, and so they will tell you the truth. They can pray. They're encouragers. They're everything a friend is supposed to be. My male friends are like that. My female friends are like that. There's certain things that I know I need. When I get down in the dump, I need words. Yeah. I need. I need truth. I need. I need it direct. I need it caring, but I need it at the same time, uh, cutting like a knife. Mm-hmm. And my friends have that in common, because uh-huh. especially in in, in, the, in when it's time for the fight, you need to you need people who are going to be there for the fight. They're going to get your back in the fight. Right. Right. Yeah. Ugh. This is good. This is my kind of conversation. I love this. I love this. I hope you guys have really learned something from today's session because I think it's very valuable as we talk about the importance of rest, relaxation, replenishing, and the proper people in your life, uh, which really all help to do all of that for you. So we want to hear what you've learned from today's session. So if you would, be sure to reach out to us by way of social media. Use the hashtags either on course or heart to heart that's h-a-r-t the number two h-e-a-r-t and uh, we definitely want to hear what you have to say and we may even mention some of those comments on a future episode of the show uh also be sure to rate download and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend on itunes and google play and be sure to join us next time as we get on course with heart ramsey